Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you learn about a surprising benefit of adding humor to the news, what getting chills from music says about your brain, and electric eels that hunt in packs. Let's satisfy some curiosity. When comedy and the news come together, it can make some people uneasy. I mean, is it really a good idea to make serious news into a joke? Well, new research suggests that it could be. Young adults are more likely to remember and share news delivered with humor. So for the study, researchers asked people between the ages of 18 and 34 to watch a variety of news clips. Some of those clips ended with jokes and some didn't. While they watched, the researchers measured their brain activity with an fMRI machine. And afterward, the team quizzed the participants to find out how much of the news they remembered and asked them how likely they were to share each news clip with friends. So let's try it with a couple clips from the study. Here's a serious clip of the news. Any contributions to elected officials exceeding $250 will have to be posted on the official's website, along with the donor's name. This will publicly recognize people who give more than $250. Okay, so... What was the news? Do you feel like you'll remember it tomorrow? Do you want to share that news with your family and friends? Well, probably not. So now let's listen to the same news delivered with humor. Any contributions to elected officials exceeding $250 will have to be posted on the official's website, along with the donor's name. Finally, a way to publicly brag about having more than $250. It's just a little joke about money at the end. But according to the study, that small joke gave the news more social relevance, and that helped participants remember the news and even motivated them to share it. Interestingly, the funny news clips also sparked more activity in brain regions associated with thinking about others' thoughts and feelings. The comedy helped people feel more socially engaged and connected, and that can be hard to achieve when talking about something dry like political policy. So the research suggests that older generations can stop fretting about how young adults consume political news through entertainment-based media. If it's interspersed with factual information, then those funny TikToks and John Oliver clips can actually boost their knowledge about politics and world events. Now, if only there was an educational podcast that made silly jokes and bad puns whenever the hosts talked about scientific studies. Hmm. Hmm. We should really make that. That'd never work. When the music hits just right, something strange can happen. You know what I mean. When that bass drops, when the orchestra swells, when Steve Perry sings about taking the midnight train going anywhere. For some people, musical moments like these bring on full body chills. And if you're one of those people, you might have a very special kind of brain. That's because, as it turns out, getting chills, shivers and goosebumps from music is not a universal experience. The technical term for it is frisson, or frisson, or frisson. There are a lot of ways to say it. And research suggests that only between 55% and 85% of people feel it. And according to a 2016 study, those people might have very different brains than those who don't have that experience. For that study, USC researchers gathered 20 people and had them listen to a selection of their favorite songs. 
Whenever they felt a chill, they pressed a button. All 20 were then given MRI scans, and the 10 that reported reactions were obvious standouts. Their brains had a much higher volume of fibers connecting the auditory cortex to the areas that process emotion. That means that those areas can communicate more effectively, and that suggests that these people are more able to experience extreme emotions. Of course, even if we know the actual mechanism that causes frisson, we don't know what purpose it could serve us. But other studies have suggested some potential benefits of this kind of behavior. One report from 2007 found that people who experience frisson are more open to new experiences than others. Other studies have suggested that frisson feelers may have higher levels of creativity and intellectual curiosity. That makes sense. The appreciation of beauty is central to what makes us human, and frisson may just be a supercharged version of that appreciation. Love it. Just gives you chills. <laughs> Eels are generally thought to be lone hunters. They lurk in the darkness, waiting for a solitary fish to wander by, and then zap. They strike, and that fish is dinner. Well, that's why one scientist was so amazed when he witnessed eels hunting together. This was quite the find, and the phenomenon may lead to new discoveries of how group hunting evolved in fishes. Now, this big discovery happened in 2012, when biologist Dugla Bastos was floating down a river in Brazil. He was looking for endangered fish, and he came across a swarm of freshwater fish known as Volta's electric eels. And they were working together to hunt for food. He returned two years later to investigate. These frightening fish spent their days hanging out at the bottom of the riverbeds. But at dawn and dusk, they moved to a shallow pool at the riverbank where they worked together to herd and hunt their prey. Bastos saw hundreds of eels working in groups of up to 10 to corral little fish called tetras into floating balls. And then all together, zap! They would send the fish flying with a shock and catch them as they fled, kind of like catching candy from an exploding pinata. Each hunt lasted about two hours and involved at least seven attacks. And you thought the idea of getting zapped by one electric eel was scary. Yikes! Now, pack hunting is common among mammals like lions and wolves and whales, but we only know of nine species of fish that do it. Scientists plan to compare the genomes of some known pack hunters with these newly discovered eels to see if there's a genetic component to the trait. And as for how the eels pick their partners, the leading theory is that they decide to work together again if previous hunts were successful. Experts believe eels can communicate with each other through low-voltage electric discharges. Researchers also want to know if group hunting is a seasonal thing. Water levels are lower from June to November due to a lack of rainfall, and that crowds the fish into a smaller space. But when the river swells in the other months, prey may have an easier time keeping their distance and getting away. So eels are more social than we thought, but you still shouldn't give them a hug. Volta's electric eels can produce a current of 860 volts, the strongest electric shock of any animal, and definitely enough to kill you. Ending on that happy note. All right. Uh, all right, let's recap what we learned today, starting with the fact that young adults are more likely to remember and share news delivered with humor. Comedy also helped people feel more socially engaged and connected. 
I feel like this isn't a huge surprise, but it's good to have that reassurance that, you know, watching our news with a little comedy sprinkled in is not hurting us. Any study that validates my existence and my profession, I'm good to run. (laughs) For sure. We also learned that if music gives you chills, shivers, or goosebumps, you're experiencing frisson, frisson, frisson. How many ways did we we ever figure this out? I I feel like we found six different pronunciations of this word. I always say frisson, and I think I've always been wrong. It's spelled F-R-I-S-S-O-N. Please send us your angry emails and let us know how we're supposed to say it. Anyway, whatever it's called... Research suggests that somewhere between 55 and 85 percent of people feel it and that they may be more creative and intellectually curious. I don't think I have this, but I have been moved by music, but I I don't think it's a regular occurrence. Uh, Do you? All the time. Yes. I mean, any music can do it. Any music that I really enjoy can do it. But I do have like some go to's. The best one, and actually this is one that was used in a Frisson study. See, I'm saying it right now. Uh, Barber's Adagio for strings is just, it's like scientifically formulated to give you chills. Like if that piece does not give you chills, I don't know what to say. Wow. All right. It's basically, to, to explain, it's, it starts very low and slow and it builds and builds and builds over like 10 minutes until it just gets to this like crashing climax that is just you you don't even know what to do with yourself it's so good what's it called again it's called barber's adagio by barber (laughs) a guy named barber i don't know One second. <laughs> Barber who? Samuel. Samuel Barber. Boy, it sounds like he... Samuel Barber sounds like he sings folk songs, like Americana folk songs. But no, he is a orchestral composer. And we also learned that eels from a freshwater species in Brazil hunt in packs. Groups of up to 10 Volta's electric eels herd and hunt their prey into these floating balls and then give them this huge shock and catch them as they try to escape. They definitely make it hard to give them the slip. <laughs> I, you know, there are a lot of there are a lot of predatory marine animals that herd fish into little balls in order to eat them, which I guess makes sense. It's sort of like, you know, I'm not going to eat like one grain of rice. I'm going to put all the rice into a, you know, a, a mass so that it's easier to eat all at once because it's too much energy to eat one grain of rice at a time. So, like an orca or an electric eel going to try to herd those tiny little fish into a more manageable ball that makes them easier to eat. Right. When I get to the bottom of a bag of chips or like a can of Pringles, I dump them out into my hands and then I throw them in my mouth. There you go. Or you just upend the bag right into your face and then get See, I, just crumbs everywhere. I used to do that, but it turns out. <laughs> but now you're a father and a homeowner. You are too <laughs> no, responsible. No, no, not it. No, no, no. No. <laughs> It just turned out that, like, you can direct the crumbs better if you crunch the bag a certain way and then you put them in your hand. Because, like, if you just throw the bag back, then a bunch will, like, fall at the wrong angle and it hits you in the forehead and then they fall everywhere and then you're not getting as much chip in your mouth, which clearly is the whole point. That's true. I can see you've done your research. I've uh, I've eaten a lot of chips. That's mean. (laughs) 
Today's stories were written by Kelsey Donk, Ruben Westmas, and Steffi Drucker, and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Script writing was by Cody Goff and Sonia Hodgen. Today's episode was produced and edited by Cody Goff. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new, all that, and a bag of chips in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. Stay curious.